Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Lifting Lessons at Lunch. So good to have you tuned in, and we trust that today's podcast will be a blessing to you. As we continue in the book of Philippians, we're in the third chapter. Today we'll be in verses 4 through 7. And Paul writes, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Today's lesson is entitled Confidence in the Wrong Thing. In April of 1988, the Evening News told a story of a photographer who was also a skydiver. And this skydiving photographer had jumped from plane along with uh, numerous other skydivers and filmed them as they were free-falling. The film clip taken by the skydiving photographer that was shown on the news report showed each of the skydivers falling and then showed them uh, with their parachutes opening. Then suddenly the film went berserk, jerking this way and that way. And the news reporter noted that the picture became so chaotic because that was the moment the skydiver photographer had reached for his own ripcord only to discover that he had failed to pack his own parachute. Sadly, at that point, none of the other skydivers could help him, and he failed to his death. That skydiving photographer had trusted in something that was not worthy of trust. He had confidence in the wrong thing. In Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul made some very important points about righteousness, and he spoke from a personal experience. Paul was sort of like a skydiving photographer. He thought he was wearing the right parachute, but he was wrong. And he discovered that when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul explains that in today's lesson, there's only two kinds of righteousness, works and faith. One is valuable and acceptable to God. The other is not. Many times in life when someone cannot live up to a certain standard, they turn on that standard and they criticize it. When a person does that, we may say they just couldn't cut the mustard. And they are trying to excuse themselves. Like the person who can't pass a certain test, they criticize the test rather than faulting themselves for a lack of preparation. Paul was not like that. Paul had every reason to put confidence in the flesh, and that's where his confidence had been for many years until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. In this autobiography section, Paul laid, out, Paul laid out his pedigree, one that the Jews would have envied, but one that was without merit in God's sight. Let's read our passage again. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath, where if he might trust in the flesh, I more. Paul says, listen to what I've done. Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrew, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, 
touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Paul's credentials falls into three categories. First, Paul was a great Jew. He was circumcised on the, the right day, and that was the eighth day. He was an Israelite by birth, not by a proselyte or conversion. He was from the favored tribe of Benjamin. King Saul was also from that tribe. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, meaning he knew the Hebrew language and customs frontwards and backwards. He was a Pharisee, the pinnacle of re the Jewish religious experience. As for legalistic righteousness, he thought himself to be faultless. He perfectly followed the law. And thirdly, in re relation to Paul's enemies, or the Israel's enemies, he was so zealous that he persecuted the church. He was against Christianity and so much that he had men and women carted off to prison and had them executed. Remember the stoning of Stephen in Acts? That last verse says, And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was, that's right, Saul. And to Saul, this was at that time a work of righteousness. I can't fathom anyone who would want to kill someone just because of the way they believe. So when it comes to works righteousness and putting confidence in, in the flesh, Paul had all the right stuff, or at least he thought so. When Paul met Christ, he learned that everything he had put his confidence in was spiritually empty, bankrupt. Paul was skydiving without a parachute that could save him. That's sort of like we were before we met Christ. That day or that night that we come to know Christ, we wasn't looking necessarily for salvation, but the Holy Spirit put something in our heart. And that evening, that morning, we accepted the, the gift of salvation. How many people just struggle to admit they're wrong because of pride and stubbornness? It will not change even when they know they're wrong. That wasn't the case with Paul. When he realized he was wrong, he repented. And he changed. Verse number 7 again, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. This verse explains what really counts. And the lesson I, that I hope we've all learned today is that there is only one thing that can save us, or one person that can save us, and his name is Jesus Christ. And what he did for us on the cross of Calvary, and as he rose from the dead to pay sin's debt. We must not put our faith in anyone else or anything else. We certainly must not, not put our faith in our own goodness or righteous. The Word of God says there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that doeth good. No matter how good or righteous we are, we cannot save ourselves. Humans have done things like hurting themselves, piercing, cutting, and scarring, walking barefoot through pits of fire, wearing shoes with soles made of nails, hanging from crosses just like Christ did, or hanging from hooks embedded in their backs, trying to please God and earn heaven. These efforts of the flesh are lost. They're like a ripcord without a parachute. 
You can go through all the motions and have all the right motives, but you'll not end up where you want it to go. If you study cults, you will see how their doctrines are based on works. Works of righteousness, earning salvation. May we learn the lesson that Paul learned, that if we're going to gain all the world's power, prestige, and privilege, it profits nothing and is counted for loss. The only thing that matters is what we've done with Christ. And are we clothed in His righteousness? You see, if you're depending on your works of righteousness, you're pulling on a ripcord that has no parachute. No hope. No hope of salvation. No hope of eternal life. How it saddens in my heart to know folks that have rejected Christ. And even folks that perhaps go to Calvary Baptist Church but that come Sunday after Sunday and sing the songs of Zion, but never once have they trusted Christ. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Put your trust in Him. Put your confidence in the right thing. The songwriter puts it like this. Come every soul by sin oppressed. There's mercy with the Lord. And He will surely give you rest. By trusting in His Word. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. Only trust Him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. What are you putting your confidence in? Church membership? That's loss. Doing good? Loss. Giving to the poor? Loss. Feeding the homeless? Loss. Trust in Christ and nothing else is the only hope of eternal life. If you don't know my Lord, if you don't know my Jesus, the only way to know Him is through faith. Asking Him to save you and forgiving you of your sins. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the debt that was paid for our sins. God, I thank you for the night that the Holy Spirit of God convicted me as that 17-year-old young man that thought he was saved, but yet found out he was depending on other things. God, I pray for you that you'll bless those who are listening. If any are listening that do not know Christ, I pray, Lord, today will be that day of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that today's lesson will touch your heart. And thank you once again for tuning in to Lifting Lessons at Lunch.